Thursday, January 18th on the Sleepers Podcast, and a very stupid man once said, last year, maybe six months ago, Cart, that there's no such thing as sickness. There's no such thing as sniffles. You can't get taken down by the sniffles. Well, that's being put to the test in my household right now. Uh, I feel like death looks. That's how I feel. But it's good to see you. You don't look as bad if that if that does anything for you, just like visually. You know, like when I'm sick, I actually look like a different person in death. You you're you're holding yourself together pretty well. That mimosa looks good. Things are bad. Things are really bad. Um, I couldn't make it through like a daily picks recording yesterday. I don't know if I'm gonna make it through this to be to be completely honest with you. Like it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to talk. Uh, but here we are, throat kills, pause. Uh, <laughs> had the chills last night. I think I have a fever, very congested. Worst part is like my daughter's sick too. And like, you just, you can't accept sickness as a parent because you just got to tend to your child. But like me tending to my child might make my child worse. It's horrible. It's, it's the worst thing I've ever experienced. When we become big enough, we're like, I see a lot of these podcasts have like reddits and subreddits and things like that. And, you know, there's conspiracy theories on there and whatnot. Uh, I look forward or I would have looked forward to going to that after this and being like, uh, Greg is sick. The whole Illinois team was just sick. Is this an indication that Greg is now an Illinois fan instead of a Purdue fan? Some some conspiracy theory like that. But some are saying that you got sick directly after the whole Illinois team and staff got sick as well. Would you like to comment on that correlation whatsoever? Uh, ILL. Also, what does that spell? Ill. There you go, my friend. I'm really embracing that. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, for the record, not a Purdue fan, though. Just I, I think this week has drawn that line very clear. Uh, we're still getting destroyed in our mentions. People are just, like, clipping parts of our Purdue. Uh, what game was that? Purdue-Indiana recap. And just, like, clipping 10 seconds of it to make us look like all we did was bitch about the refs. Fun stuff, fun stuff from Twitter accounts like I follow and <laughs> normally respect and like. But okay, I guess we're just haters. Uh, and then, oh yeah, I went on Field of Sixty Eight. I was hosting the other night. Uh, there's a segment every single night on Field of Sixty Eight, which they are contractually obligated to do, where the host has to come up with a hot take. So I did. That's what it was. And now I got a bunch of Purdue fans like, yeah, did you hear what he said on Field of 68? He said they're not going to make the Final Four. He said it. Like, it, it was a hot take segment, okay, presented by Vaulted. We do it every single damn show. It's supposed to be hot. It's supposed to be stupid. I'm doing the job, damn it. Anyways, God, I, this is not going to work. I'm grumpy, and that's not a good combination with ill. Just, just take it out on me. Um, but to our YouTube comment of the day, this one comes from Ryan Garwood, and I think Ryan actually interacts with us on Twitter a good amount, at least myself. Uh, so shout out to Ryan. Uh, he said, Greg screws Carter so bad in all these bets. Cart needs to have a lawyer present before making any future deals with Greg. And this one got eight thumbs up. And I just want to clarify this. Um, and I, I might be moving my legal team uh, just based on a conflict of interest. Uh, Greg's father uh, is actually my lawyer that I have on retainer. Uh, and he seems to not be present anytime I'm negotiating with Greg which I didn't think of any I didn't think anything of that at first but now I'm starting to have some theories that uh 
he might be a double agent. So uh, shout out to Dave. Love you. Love having you on retainer as my lawyer uh, to handle all my my off the pod issues. Uh, but yeah, you're never there when I'm negotiating with your son and that hurts. Mm. Yeah, no comment. Um, look, I'm always going to try to get the best deal. What do you want from me? I, I think the Illinois spread, by the way, is two and a half. <laughs> just, 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 so, just so you know. That's crazy for the record. Ken Palm had it at five. Um, damn, that means Michigan's a wolf, though. Hmm. I think I'm 0-6 on video picks for daily picks in the last two days. Illness. Blue game. This is emergency, by the way. I'm just chugging it. Let's go to Discord comments. Join the Discord or don't. Either way, totally fine. Uh, first comment today is from Travis Nelson. He says, midseason final four predictions. Uh, we're going to do that as a segment. Thanks, Travis, for a great idea. Appreciate you. Ethan says, the actually, can you read the comments? This is killing me. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I no, please. Thank you. If you join the Discord, Greg can afford more emergency uh, Vicks Vapor Rub. Um, any other, you know, things he has. Let's see here. Got it. Uh, the podcaster on the left needs to improve his environment. Hard to trust a guy in his mom's basement. Homie on the right gets it. I'll improve my setup, but I just want to make it unequivocally clear. I live in my house. Like, this is my house with my wife and my dog. I don't get the mom's basement thing. Does this? I mean, honestly, my parents' basement's a lot nicer than my basement. So, like, if I did do it there, it'd be a nice little change. But, like, this is, you know, it's, it's my house, people. You know, I know we're going to do a quick little rotate here. Like, this is, yeah, I got a nice, you know, this is. My humble abode down here. This is where I record out of the sanctity of my wife and working upstairs and my dog sleeping upstairs. So, like, this is it's called being a good husband 101. Kiss my ass. Um, people miss the checkerboard frames. Is that what it is? I think so. You never seem to get slandered for the checkerboard frames. That's crazy because those, I mean, were, were those that great? It's something. Are you are you with the YouTube commenter? Are you agreeing with him? Like his stairs, not it. Um, no comment. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I, like you, you're an anytime, anywhere podcaster. Like I, there's a charm to it. I personally preferred the week where you just put your TV behind you. That was my favorite. You did. You gave us three days of TV backgrounds. That was fun. Okay, so you're a big TV guy. I th I just thought it was hilarious you pulling up like a YouTube video in the background of a YouTube video we were making. That's yeah. hilarious. And then, but like you quit on that three days in. It's like the cookie thing. Like you got thirty percent of the way there and you quit. Classic, something I love, and then I unlove it every month. Like that's just what I do. Uh, moving on, uh, Malik Perry says I think Trey Holloman should play the two going forward. His game is suited for. Sorry, I'm not used to reading Malik's comments like you are. You fly through them. I think Trey Holloman should play the two going forward. His game is suited for that position, in my opinion. Carter, you should bet on Hall not showing up this game. I have a good one if you're not scared, Cookie Monster. If you're not too scared, Cookie Monster. I love Malik. I I mean, I love Malik, too. Um, he, uh, I mean, Trey, Trey Holloman kind of does play the two. Mostly, I think I don't. 
I don't know. There is no one and two in Michigan State's offense anymore. It's just three guys out there just doing stuff. Um, Malik Perry again. When will you have more guests or hosts on the show besides Riley Friday? Would like to see four hosts at a time if possible. I don't think you're gonna see that. We're a two three <laughs> pot. We're a two three podcast. That's just who we are. If you want four people, you can go. Watch Pardon the Interruption or something. I don't know. Around the Horn. So we're like Jim Beheim. Like we just, we are the two, three, and that's it. Yeah, but we all have AAA memberships. Um, next comment is Guy. Disappointed that you took bear size and house size cat to mean that you actually became those animals. I was trying to make the weights equal. So 40 10 pound humans versus one 400 pound human. The 400-pound human is an unathletic, still clinging on to his college days, slow podcaster. The 10-pound humans are unathletic, think they're more wily than they actually are, scrappy podcasters, but apparently you guys make the rules. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, That kind of hurt. Uh, also, guy, you're the size of most of my dog's toys, <laughs> and I have a small dog. I'm a really big fan of you reading the comments for the record. That might have to be a shift to the show's, uh, I don't know, the energy going forward. With that said, uh, the only thing I think he was incorrect on in this comment was, uh, think they're more wily than they actually are. Don't ever underestimate my wiliness, okay? It's like I – that's not a thing. That's a am. I know you haven't met me, guy, but, like, if there's one thing I am, it's wily. I don't even know what wily means. I just know, like, the wily coyote. I'm the wiliest person I know. That makes sense. I'll just – I'll consider you wily. Uh, let's see here. Must tag Sleepers Media to get your comments read. By the way, I don't do – I don't do loopholes in this situation. Sorry if you get skipped over. Uh, Tristan commented the video of the uh, Roddy Terry at Texas situation. I believe we are going to talk about that as a topic today. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so we'll save that for that. And one last question from the glorious Ryan the Lion. Matchup of the day. Kolick, Keisha Johnson, and Flip versus Mark Sears, Connect, and Soriano. I hate that I got to pick the team with Kolick, but I think I got to pick the team with Kolick. Oh, yeah, that's a good matchup. But, yeah, I think I'll – yeah, I think i go Kolick too. Flip Soriano is the biggest mismatch. Do you think that's a mismatch? Yeah. I don't think it's that much of a mismatch. Giving a lot of love to Soriano. I I, I think Soriano's really good. Also, honestly, now that I look at this, like uh, – actually, no – Keyshot Johnson, I think, would have connect in hell. Yeah, me too. I like to see I that. that. That wraps up our Discord comments for today. Join the Discord link in the description. $9.99 a month can fund our lifestyles slash uh, funds for health purchases uh, to make sure we are covered and have our vapor rub, our emergency. Uh, I'm not sure what else you take. Uh, I take elderberry. I don't know if anyone out there takes elderberry, but it's not cheap. So join the Discord. Great conversation. Game threads are my favorite part. We got a good mixture of fans in there, but we need some more fans. I love the Illini fans. I love the Purdue fans we have in there. Michigan State fans, of course. 
but you know, maybe a couple more Indiana contingent in there, a couple more Michigan State people, Michigan people, if you're out there, join up. Yeah, or don't. Either way, totally up to you. If you're not in the Discord, we know though, and I am making it a point going forward to treat people who haven't joined the Discord uh, with less kindness because you're not in it. Mm, that's fun. Mm. Mm. Okay. Uh, to the show, let's start with the handshake lines. Roddy Terry made a huge stink in the Texas handshake line last night with the UCF players. Uh, apparently, UCF players were throwing the horns down up after the game. Uh, Rodney was very demonstrative in this. This wasn't just like a have a word with the head coach. This was like, that's classless. Don't do that shit. Don't do that shit. That's classless to like every single player in the handshake line really like pointed to the players themselves and not even the coach. Uh, I thought it was pretty crazy. If you watch the video of it, seems like handshake lines are having a moment in general in this sport right now. I uh, just want it known that my program was the pioneer of making handshake lines a thing. Uh, we did it before. That was cool. Now it's cool. Everybody's doing it. What are your thoughts on Roddy Terry being upset that he got horns downed? Yeah, I didn't expect for handshake lines to be the top of winner for making it all about themselves this year. Uh, usually that's been stripes about 13 years running, even though the rest have done great, by the way. I think the rest did great in that game, by the way. I just mm -hmm. want to make that. Were great. They were great. They were great in that game. Um, a couple of things I take away from that. One, Rodney Terry just looks, uh, for lack of a better term, he just looks stupid doing it, to be honest with you. Like, another team comes in, they're an 11-point underdog, they upset you at your home court, your signals, the horns up, and they do the horn. Like, get like get over it. That Honestly, it, the whole horns down thing has pissed me off since, like, in football, they made a thing like, oh, don't do the horns down, it's so disrespectful. Uh, you know, win the game. You know, don't blow a 17-point lead. And then, you know, you won't have to worry about that. So, like, some college kids are chirping the crowd, who was probably on them all game, by the way. They want to make that very known. And they pull up an upset and they throw up the horns down. Like, and then you go full Karen in the handshake line and say, that's classless. How do you do that? Like, I, I don't get it. I'm never an advocate also of coaches worrying about other players. Like, those aren't your players. Like, if – Coach Dawkins had a problem with his players doing horns down and that being classless. That's on him. It's not your place to go through the line and be the the moderator and telling everybody the classless. And then last thing, shame on UCF by not standing on business. Because Rodney Terry comes up to me and he's like, stop doing that. I'm like, right as I go through the handshake line, I'm hitting him with the right hand slap as I got horns down in my left hand. Classless. Get a dub, baby. Roadkill. Like, come on. I wouldn't say they didn't stand. Um, I don't know. I was honestly pretty impressed when watching the video that there wasn't a serious altercation with the way Rodney approached it. Cause like he waited till he was through the coaches and then he got like real in the face of a couple of players. And like, I, I guess credit to those players. Cause there, there's a situation where that goes wrong and the players get physical immediately with the dude. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I uh, I don't think a losing coach should ever be upset at the other team for anything, ever. Um, that goes for Tim Anderson in Illinois, for the record. Like, maybe just win the game. <laughs> like, that's, that's kind of it for me. Uh, if you lose the game, I don't think you should have any say over how the other team behaves. And if you have a problem with how the other team behaves, even if you're correct that the other team was classless or childish or whatever you want to call it, 
you look even worse than the players do that are celebrating the victory. So I don't know. You were a pretty big Rodney Terry guy last year. What does this moment do to your belief in Rodney Terry? I'm I'm losing faith in my guy my guy RT. He's not he's not moving like I need him to move. Yeah, it's not good. And it's concerning. And also not his fault at all, but if there's like top five names that would make me chuckle, like when you're upset, like that would be one of them. Like imagine like Hubert Davis getting upset and someone's just like, hey, shut up, Hubert. Like Rodney Terry's in line, and everyone's like, shut up, Rodney. <laughs> like it's just, you know, that's classless. You guys are so classless. You're better than that. You're better than that. Yeah, we're also better than you because we came into your house and beat you. And you yeah. blew a 17-point lead. Like, you – I don't know. I feel like there's got to be – and I, I hate doing the whole Monday morning backseat quarterback, whatever phrase you want to use as a coach. But where's, like, the sense of the moment? You know, like, you just blew a 17-point lead at, uh, in a game. You were 11-point favorites in, lost at home to UCF. And you're not having the season that you want to have. And then, like, in the line, you're making it about you. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Like, isn't that honestly kind of similar to the, well, that Jawan team when he threw that punch? Was the team actually good that year? That's the year we made a Sweet 16. Was that the year you beat Tennessee and Colorado State? Mm-hmm. How'd the regular season go, though? Uh, like every Michigan State year the last five years. All right. But it was better than it was better than what Texas is doing this year, right? I don't know. I don't know what to make of Texas. Like, I think Texas is like online for a year like that Michigan team or like I said, the Michigan State, like like they're flirting with the bubble. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like they should be in, but they're not. I don't know. It's just weird. I don't know what to make of Texas as a program right now. Like I feel like all they have is Ace Miss, but that's objectively not true because Dylan Mitchell should be really good. Um, like you love to sue. He has been really good at times. Like they, they should be better than they are on paper. They're not. And I just don't, I don't know. This is the first clear sign that there's something really wrong with Rodney Terry to me. Yeah. Uh, can I do something that uh, I think some people are going to hate out there? Of course. If I'm in champagne right now and I'm an Illini fan, I'm not comfortable. Why? I'm not comfortable if that Texas job opens up. Oh, wow. I am not comfortable. Wow. If I, if you're Texas, are you not calling Brad Underwood if you have that job open? They might not need to call him. He might just go. He, he might make the calls himself. I don't know. Um, I, I, I just, I w- I'm just saying I'm not trying to, like, start a rumor. I haven't heard anything. I've heard nothing. But if that Texas job opened up, I would I would be frightful if I was an Illini fan. That would be a good landing spot. Illinois has backup plans, or so I'm told, that are still very good. But um, I don't know. I hope that doesn't happen. I like Brad's too important to my life right now at Illinois, and I want him there. Yeah, but it would it, it'd be a smooth transition for you, like orange to orange. I hate the burn orange, though. You know this. We've talked. Oh about yeah, it. I forgot. Yeah. yeah, the burn orange is one of my least favorite colors in sports. It's gross. The white football uniforms are cool, but the any of the burn orange stuff is gross. It is what it is. Okay. All right, let's move on. Uh, so last night, Big Ten fans were treated to Boo Booey and Jameer Young going at it. Uh, Jameer Young was sensational. Maryland suddenly looks like they might have a little bit of a heartbeat here. 
and it's mostly been Jameer Young being sensational, in my opinion. Uh, Northwestern won the game by three, but Jameer Young finished with 36 points and five assists. He was 12 for 19 from the floor. Stupid efficient numbers compared compare that to like Wade Taylor. Everyone's like, oh, he scored 41. Like Jameer Young had a way better game en route to 33 points. Uh, Boo Booey had 20 and seven assists. He was seven for 14 from the floor. Uh, Boo's so good. Who's so good? Bro, he he is so good at getting into the lane and like dropping it off and like getting others easy shots. Like he's he's such an underrated passer and just like point guard in general. Yeah, yeah, he is a lot more than just a scorer. And I think some people think he's just a scorer, but um, kind of like a floor general type, one of the best in the country. Anyways, this led me to thinking. Um, I think preseason we all felt that there was a pretty clear. First team all Big Ten. Now there's a big wrench thrown in that of like, well, is Terrence Shannon going to be considered or not? Uh, let's go the hypothetical route and say Terrence Shannon is not. Let's say he doesn't return this season. That would leave you with Zach Eady, with Tyson Walker, with Jameer Young, and with Boo Booey, who seem like pretty obvious first team all Big Ten options. Then I have no idea who's fifth card. I have no idea. Like, I, there's a bunch of different names that you could throw at me, and I wouldn't think you're crazy. Uh, I guess you could change up some of the names I said already. You could disagree that maybe Boo or Jameer or Tyson don't belong on there. But who is your first team all Big Ten? So I think the four guys you said are on there. Um, like, no doubt. In my eyes, like I think those guys are on there. Um, now, the fifth spot, I've gone a couple of different routes on. Um, in my, the initial thought that came to my head was the way Wisconsin has played, a Wisconsin player might deserve that last spot. So is the best player on Wisconsin A.J. Store? A.J. Store averaging about 15 points a game, three rebounds, one assist, 45 from the field. You know, not as good from three, but like around 33% from three. Do you think A.J. Store deserves that fifth spot? I threw out Dawson Garcia as well. Uh, I just think he's been playing really good ball. And then the other option I had, was Kanye Cleary from Penn State, who's been having a really good year. Uh, but that feels gross putting him on first team all Big Ten. And then lastly, if we're going to do an Illinois for Illinois player, I think Marcus Damask might uh, earn a shout. But if I had to pick that fifth spot right now, I think I would lean A.J. Store just because in my heart of hearts, I feel like a Wisconsin player with the way they played so far in the Big Ten, they deserve one player on there. Okay. I think that's the right answer. Um, Garcia's numbers really are stupid, though, like stepping back broadly. 17, uh, 7 rebounds, 2 assists. Like, he's really, really good. If Minnesota finishes, like, 6th or 7th in the Big Ten, which right now they're 3-3, three and three, um, I think you could definitely make a case that he deserves it. But to me, it's store. I don't like the Damask shout. Um, here's why. I think Illinois will likely still end up in the top two, top three in the Big Ten at the end of the season, with or without Shannon. Um, I just don't think Damask is that caliber guy. I think he's a top 10, top 15 player in this conference, with or without Shannon. Um, I think if you're if you're going to reward, like, oh, the guy on the good team who's the best player, you should go AJ Store. He's a better player than Marcus Damask to me. The only other name I would throw out that I think is a serious possibility and I hate that I'm saying it because I'm really pretty grossed out by his game this year is Bruce Thornton. Um, 
his numbers are really, really good. And Ohio State's not this bad. Like they should turn it around. They're two and four in conference play right now. If they get to five hundred and Bruce Thornton's putting up seventeen and four assists and three rebounds and one and a half steals, like I mean, isn't that premier numbers? Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, true. Uh God. I, I what are his percentages like? Let me look them up. They're actually, are they actually good? Well, even so, even, even outside of percentages, those numbers are that that's hard to argue with. Forty three percent from the floor, thirty three percent from three, eighty one percent from the line. I mean, not not terrible. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I think it's between Store and Thornton for me. And if Wisconsin wins the Big Ten, it's Store. If they don't, give me Thornton. See if. If TSJ was if he comes back or when he comes back, I think it'd be a pretty set five. Um, and then there'd be a drop off the second team. Now it's like four guys, and whoever's on that fifth spot, I think it's just gonna be argued to the depths of Big Ten purgatory. Do you think like how quickly does Shannon need to come back to actually make the team? Like if he comes back the final week of the regular season, does he just immediately get put on the team? See, I feel like he's he's gonna be exempt. Like, no matter what, he's not on it? Yeah, I just have a feeling like they're not going to put him on it. Like, he's missed too many Big Ten games, maybe. I don't know. Probably. That would be interesting. Like, if he if he's back by the end of January, I would make a strong case that he should be on first team regardless. Um, if he's not, then, yeah, you probably missed too much. But he's so clearly the second-best player in this conference. I'm going to get heart murmurs doing the second team all Big Ten team. Like, <laughs> There's gonna be some guys on there that are just gonna piss me off. Like who? Like, I guess Quincy Garrier, a second team All Big Ten player. No, despite what our Illinois Discord tells us, no. Okay, like who is the second team All Big Ten? I'm sorry we're not doing this, but like, uh, well, either Thornton or Store, Clary, Garcia, probably Malik Renault. Oh, Jesus. We we screwed this whole thing up. We screwed this what? whole thing up. The the guy on the first team is Braden Smith. Counterpoint. You can I get Braden Smith's Big 10 numbers? Let me look those up for you. I would love to see Braden Smith's just Big 10 numbers. Let me look those up for you. Okay, as you looked at it because Braden came across my mind. But if I'm not mistaken, when you when they do all Big Ten voting, they literally only look at Big Ten games and conference stats. So might be different for some players. Um, obviously, uh, there are some guys that have maybe hooped in non-conference, but maybe not been as great in, um, you know, in uh, in conference play. So I'd be interested to know what Braden's Big Ten numbers are. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. He's probably not first team based on this right now. Nine points. Eight assists a game, three turnovers, but he's only shooting 33% from the floor, 29% from three. Oh, you guys are so tough on Braden. Yeah, I don't know if those are even like second team all Big Ten numbers, to be honest. He's got to be a lot better. Yeah, he does. But at least they're winning. They are winning. Um, hmm. Hmm. Just wanted to let that simmer for a second. Well, Braden, Braden, I think would get to the second team though. Yeah, I mean, shit though. 
Yeah, eight assists, though. You can't argue with that. The percentages are bad. What about but... all preseason, all Big Ten, first team A.J. Hogard? A.J. is probably averaging better numbers in Big Ten play than Braden Smith. Can I give you a name? Yeah. What if I told you there was a player averaging 16.2 points, 7.5 rebounds, 2.3 assists on 48% from the floor? Olivier Nkambo? He's really good. Yeah, that is good. I like that. I like that shout. He's been really, really good. And I know it doesn't matter or mean anything, but like in the absence of Doug, he's been really, really good. Those numbers are good. Those numbers are good enough to mean something, though. For sure. Like he, yeah, I think a better team. He's a first team All Big Ten guy for sure. He's been awesome. So, all right. Fun, fun exercise. Uh, So we agree. I think it's AJ Storr, I guess, for now. We'll revisit this. Final topic midseason Final Four. Uh, this was a question in our Discord. Believe who is it? Travis that asked us. Yeah, Travis yeah, Johnson said midseason Final Four predictions. Uh, last we talked, I had Illinois winning the national championship. I have changed that. What's your midseason Final Four as of Thursday, January eighteenth? My midseason Final Four as of the date that you just stated that I'm not going to repeat. I have Kentucky. I have UConn. I got UNC. I got Illinois. Ooh, UNC. I'm in on UNC. Oh. Hubert's got those boys playing, man. And RJ Davis, RJ Davis is going to play like this and be the best guard in the country damn near. And then they got the supporting role pieces they got in Ingram, Ryan. Cadeau's starting to come on. Trimble's actually like a piece off the bench. Uh, Jalen Withers looks like a playable player. And I haven't even mentioned Armando Baycott yet. Like, I just I I like this I like this UNC team. I like the vibes right now. And you're sticking with UConn. I'm I'm still sticking with UConn. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, mine's very similar to yours. Very similar to yours. I have Kentucky. I have Illinois. I have North Carolina. I have Arizona. Wow, you're back on Arizona. I don't like it. I don't like it. But I'm talking myself into Caleb Love, North Carolina rematch. That'd be be scenes. Be incredible. Yeah, the rest would be great in that game, too. They would be Um, stellar. Yeah. uh, I I went back and forth with Arizona, and – who was wait? Who was my fit? I think it was Arizona. It was Arizona and UConn. I think is who I was going, going back and forth with. And you know something. I think there's something to be said about like UConn not having like that Big East dip yet that they usually have during this time before they go on the tournament run. Um, I just think that they have managed to be the number one team in the country and have yet to play like really, really like their top level of basketball. And I think that means something, but. At the same time, I'll just never be able to shake the Arizona thing, even though they broke my heart last night not being able to cover against a USC team with nobody. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. UConn, I really want to believe in them. I think they're obviously a great basketball team. But, like, are we really going to pick a team with Cam Spencer to win a national title? And I know he's been good. He's been great. But, like, at the end of the day, he's still Cam Spencer. You know what I mean? I kind of love Cam Spencer. Do you talk me into Cam Spencer? We saw him at Cole Center last year, just like rip 
Wisconsin's hearts out. So I should believe in Cam Spencer. Yeah, he just he just needed. I really respect the fact that he went home for a weekend to kick it. And like UConn swooped in and was like, hey, you want to come hoop with us? He's like, shit, kind of. Yeah, you're UConn. You got offense. <laughs> I love some offense. I like to shoot. Like, this sounds great. Like, we're, we're living in a world. You go through UConn's guards um, in history. And we're living in a world where Cam Spencer is a UConn guard. And it's got shit to him and knocks down shots and talks shit. And I don't know. Where's number 10? He just looks cold. Yeah. Yeah. I he, Does he look cold? Yes. He looks cold? Like cold as in good? Or like cold as in freezing? No, like cold as in good. I don't know that he looks cold. Maybe it's because it reminds me of Zach Kurth. I think that's an insult to Zach Kurth. Guess what's just cold? Nah. Is he? Okay, but at the same time, it's also not about Cam Spencer. They also have a, a lottery pick guard and Castle. Like they got pieces on this team. But they're they're loaded. They're loaded. Tristan Newton is the reason to believe in UConn. I just I can't like I start to step back, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna pick him to win a national title. And I'm like, the Jordan Hawkins guy this year is Cam Spencer. Like, we're really doing that. So I mean, a little watered down version. I guess. I mean, look, there's holes in every single team. That's that's literally why I couldn't put UConn in, though. And I went with Arizona instead. It's like, I believe in Caleb Love more than I believe in Cam Spencer, which is crazy. Um, all right, so who wins? If that's your final four, what are the matchups? Who goes to the title? Who wins? So I have Kentucky versus Illinois on one side. I think Kentucky wins that basketball game. And then I got UNC versus UConn. On the other side, I think UNC wins that game. And my current champion, as of today, is UConn. I'm sorry, not UConn. My apologies. UNC. Mm. Wow. Tar Heels. Riley Davis going to love you right now. Um, Redemption Tour. Missed the tournament. Playing really good ball this year. A rematch of, I'm not sure what year that was, but like Kentucky. You picked Hubert Davis to win a national title. Yeah. So is Hubert Davis like a good coach now? Hubie, you mean? Yeah, is, is Hubie a good coach now? Hubie's kind of cooking. There were a lot of people calling for his job. Like, Hubie's, Hubie's good now? We believe in Hubie? There's a lot of people that are very, very quiet about Hubie nowadays. That's true. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mine's very similar. I would go Kentucky over Illinois in one semi. I would go North Carolina over Arizona and Caleb Love in the other. Proving once and for all that North Carolina getting rid of Caleb Love was the move and not keeping Caleb Love. Uh, and then Kentucky beats UNC in the championship for me. Kentucky wins it all? My brother, I will not pick against Rob Dillingham and Reed Shepard, period. <laughs> You're not, you are not going to get me to do it. And they'll, they'll probably lose early in this tournament and break my heart, but I will be happy I went down with them. I mean, I feel the same. Are we are are me and you like the Reed Shepherd and Rob Dillingham of podcasting? There's a lot of comparisons for sure with uh with you and Rob. I don't know if I'm that much like Reed, but I I aspire to be. I mean, both knockdown shooters. Probably same taste in barbers. Both wrecked by the sniffles right now. Absolutely wrecked. Um Okay. I this would be so good for the sport, by the way. We just need like a 
Like I need Kentucky, North Carolina in the top. I need a blue blood brand final four this year. I need that. Get the Florida Atlantic taste out of my mouth. So no big 10 teams in final four, huh? Illinois. Oh yeah. Sorry. My apologies. Not the big 10 team. Most people think. I mean, they don't operate like a big 10 team, which is the biggest compliment we could give. <laughs> which is why they're in our final four. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. We got to ask it. Neither one of us had Purdue. Where does Purdue lose? Uh, I think Purdue loses uh, on the Elite Eight. Second weekend for me, for sure. Either Sweet Six, Sweet Sixteen, or Elite Eight. No, like early upset, but yeah, that's that's where I'm at too. Okay, uh, one big thing presented by Big B. What do you got? Yeah, you know what? I, I'd like to make a statement moving forward that I want my one big things to start hitting different. I feel like I'm not giving it the one big thing effort. That is uh that is deserved of this of this segment, um, but I think I'll go with this. My one big thing is I want to shout out whoever made the decision to make like the microwavable rice packages or the microwavable rice cups. I just think those come in very very handy if I'm making a meal. I know you're not a rice guy, uh, but I think the rice cups that you can microwave for like ninety seconds and then just throw it with any meal you want very fire i'd also like to send a shout out to you i had my chicken and rice with a spoon the other day mm-hmm. kind of slapped mm-hmm. it kind of worked you're gonna Somewhere. want you're gonna want to eat that rice with a spoon i'm telling you yeah, yeah. you might be on to something with that yeah uh, a lot of rice talk last couple of weeks that's nice uh my one big thing have you heard of the show traders no it's a show called traders are you a big reality television guy cart no do you look down on people that watch reality television? No, no, not 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 even in the slightest bit. I'm more of like the wife throws it on, someone throws it on, I'm act like I'm not watching it, but like also like I'm hovering, I'm locked in, I'm peeping in on the show. Okay. So I don't love like all reality TV, but I love reality competition series. Anything that involves like a little deception. Big MTV the challenge guy. Uh have watched Big Brother, don't mind it um survivor great show of course like i want a show where someone's crowned a champion and they get there and win millions of dollars through cunning deception that's what i want there's a show called traitors uh that i believe originated in the uk maybe somewhere overseas and it's made its way to america i was very excited for the show it's on peacock and it had like some of the biggest names from those other shows I mentioned, like Survivor and Big Brother and MTV The Challenge, uh, competing, just like throw them in this big castle. And there's like, it's it's honestly like, <laughs> someone's going to get mad at us for this, <laughs> that we keep bringing it up. It's like Secret Hitler in a reality TV show. Like mm. there's there's three hidden bad guys, and then there's like 17 good guys. Nobody knows who the bad guys are. And there's a process of elimination every week. And then uh, either one of the good guys sniffs out all of the bad guys and then splits the pot. Or one of the bad guys is left standing and takes the whole pot themselves. Great show. That sounds kind of fire. Yeah. Yeah. I have to check that out. Also, if we were on that show, there'd be heavy money coming in on you to go longer than me or like survive longer than me. And I think I'm I'm the value play in that. Hmm, Really? Yeah, I think you're gonna. I think I think you would do too much, and I by me just being there, I would somehow end up staying longer. See, 
I don't think I would do too much early because I know that's the one mistake you can make in reality competition shows. You would think I would do too much early, definitely. But uh, I do think you would make it pretty far, though, for sure. Who do you think would last longer on Survivor? Depends on how I handle it physically. Like, if, if my physicals don't let me down, I think I would have a great chance at winning Survivor. But my physicals might let me down, so... Yeah, just wondering. No, I don't no. do well. Like I don't. I don't do well outside. I don't like rice. That's like ninety percent of the game of Survivor is like you're stuck outside eating rice and that's it. And like I, I don't know if I could physically get over that. The mental part, the manipulation part, I think I'd be great at. But um, do you think you'd make it far on Survivor? I actually do. Yeah, you'd be a challenge beast. Yeah, the the thing is, I feel like I would just I I would definitely be the one that people would break down at whatever it's called, like tribal meeting. Like if I got kicked off, like everyone would be sad. That is the thing is your social game would be elite. Yeah. that's not, yeah. I feel like I stick Like they would keep me around for vibes alone. I kind of feel like we should apply as a duo for like, sometimes they do duo seasons and it's like, you do you have a teammate with you? We would be at each other's head though. You think so? Actually, no, I feel like we'd be pretty nasty at that. Would you, would you turn on me? Like to win? Yeah. Like at what point? Like, because that's kind of the thing. Like you make an alliance and you got some, but there's only one winner. So like there's some people who are like, I'm going to the end with this guy. May the best man win at the final tribal. And then there's some people who are like, you know what? I got to knife my guy in the back at the final four or earlier potentially for a big move. Like when when would you knife me? I wouldn't do it early on, but I would uh, in a heartbeat do it towards the end. Well, if you wait too long. I might get you first. That's true. But also at the end of the day, it's all going to, I'm, I'm hoping all this just funnels back to this, you know, <laughs> bring it into sleepers. Ah, okay. All right. Anyway, watch traders. The, uh, the host of the show, I think Mal keeps telling me was in spy kids. I don't know what that means. Uh, Dan- but the Danny Ortega, no, but the guy, the guy pronounces it, uh, and it's the greatest. Have you seen spy kids? When I was like four, I kept telling Mal, it's the most unremarkable movie I've ever seen. Like, it's a great movie. Yeah, I watched Spy Kids, but like, do I remember every person in Spy Kids? No, it was Spy Kids. Junie, one. It, it was Spy Kids. Oh, the guy's probably Junie. That's who it is. No, it's it's like an old man. It's like an old weird faced man who says Toytes. Boris Whitaker. No, hold on. I'll send you a picture. Okay, and I want to know. Well, I kind of want your reaction live on the show. Is he white? Yeah. I think his name's Alan Cumming. Pause. Oh, that's a crazy pause. A- uh, Alan, Alan Cunning? Alan Cumming? <laughs> Stop saying it. I just sent you a picture. Wait, there's. Mal says he's the Spy Kids guy. I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> wow. First of all, he's fitted. Second of all, Mal saying that this is the Spy Kids guy is insane. Is he in Spy Kids? I don't even know. Exactly. That's crazy. It's crazy for her. All right. Uh, Sleepers podcast. Hopefully back tomorrow. I don't know. I'm sick. We'll see where that goes. Goodbye. <laughs>